0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Anarchy Battles are available immediately. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including more details about about Splatoon 3. And then on Thursday, we're ranking the fighters from Street Fighter 2 to mark the 30th anniversary of Street Fighter 2 coming to the Super NES. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I have a question for you, Patrick. I need a little guidance. Mm. You are my Sherpa through life, and so I'm looking to you um, for help here. So what do you do when you order something at a restaurant and it is not good? Ooh, it's not good. It's It's not not what you ordered, but it's just not good. It's just not good. Why did you order it? Because I thought it was going to be good. Okay, have you had it before? Not at this restaurant. Okay. So it's a bad execution, but you've not had this dish at this location. Yeah, that's right. So you don't know if this is just like someone messed up there and like if they make another one for you, it will be good. Right. Okay. Continue with your scenario. Okay. What do you do at the end when they're like, do you want a box for this? Because I'll tell you what I normally do is I say yes. And then once I'm out of sight, I throw it away. Right. Okay. Because... I guess I don't want them to know that I thought it was disgusting. Okay, this is psychotic. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's here I think I think it is okay to bring it home uh-huh if there are parts of it that you can salvage and okay. like repurpose into another meal. But what difference does it make? What do you mean? Well, cuz you're like you think it's okay to bring it home, but like yeah. but it's getting tossed one way or the other. No, no. If you can repurpose it into a meal, then it's not getting tossed. You oh, are going you're, you're you're, to you're like, eat it. It's going to be good. Or like, maybe your partner likes it, or maybe, okay, but what maybe if, it's better the next day. What if none of those things are true? What if it's just disgusting? Then you leave it there. Interesting. Well, okay. Whose feelings are you hurting? I don't know the, the re- waiter the restaurant the restaurant doesn't have feelings well okay what if it's like a small like family-run restaurant mm. does that I, and maybe you have a cold it's, i see it's a family at all. Uh, and they all come out and like, a, like ask you did you enjoy right, your it's meal like a mcdonald's or a chili's right, or something right. where they just could not where care the food less. is always excellent <laughs> <laughs> i mean <that's laughs> you what never I meant. have this problem that's what i meant <laughs> right that's what i meant uh yeah i i don't i don't think i care i think um because hmm. I guess you could. I guess you could also you could, lie, right? You could be like, "Oh no, we're going to a show after." But why this. is that better? I don't know. Why, <laughs> why is that well, better than just taking I'll tell you, it and I'll tell you it why. Away when you're out of sight? I'll tell you why it's better. It's better because then they just take the food and like scrape it off the plate and throw it away instead of putting it in a box that then you have to throw the box away too. Okay. All right. I will. I will. I will buy that. I will buy. The garbage argument. Right. The garbage argument is a good one. Uh-huh. Also, like, maybe you've got a dog or something, and the dog can, like, have a bite of it. Dog's not going to say no. No, the the dog argument, I don't. I, I Okay, the dog I argument is bar. bad. You're right. Well, okay, so what you're saying that you, you will always take the box. Yeah, I'll just take it home, and then just throw it away. But well, why do you do that? You don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Have you ever uh hurt someone's feelings? Th- that is how much I Is do there not- an original that, sin here? Or that not? is no, no, no. That is how much I like have trained myself to avoid confrontation. Right. Is that I'm just like, I'll just I'll just take this home, I'll just throw it away. I don't wanna have this. I don't wanna have the conversation of them being like, Well, did you not like it? Nobody <laughs> ever asks that. No-, no one no one will ever ask that. No. Hey, cause and also like if they say like, Oh, did you not like it? Be like, I wasn't feeling it. Like, you know, that's Sure. Or Yeah, I mean, then I just feel like I'm, like, lies upon lies, because I could totally just say, oh, like, I'm not from around here. I don't have anywhere to store it. Oh, I'm I'm traveling tomorrow. I don't see what the problem is with lying to people. I think that's fine. Speaking of lying to people, my copy of Sonic Forces, would you like to pretend that it's yours under fraudulent uh, circumstances, claiming that it belongs to you, when in reality it still belongs to me? Would you like to borrow it is is, is my question. Um, you can. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and give us a mailing address that is not a lie where I can mail my copy of Sonic Forces. You play it for as long as you want, which could be zero amount of time. Also, you could lie about how long you want to play it. I We don't care. Um, you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. Uh, there may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there, which that, I guess, is a form of lying, right? Because it's in a Sonic Forces box. Yeah. Um, Mark, and you're a party to this program, so you're a part of that lie. How does that make you feel? Oof. I'm really struggling internally, but I know that the Sonic Forces borrowing program is a perfect program. That's so right. I keep my faith in that. I'm also liking to imagine a scenario where somebody signs up for the Sonic Forces borrowing program because they've told all their friends that they have a copy of Sonic Forces. Right. And their friends are, you know, like coming over. And so they're like anxiously right, awaiting your email because Pe- people putting off uh, inviting their friends over for two and a half years because the list is so, so long. So finally it yeah. shows up and then they can. Uh, they can invite their friends over right. have and you been, show them your copy of Sonic Forces. Have you been watching the rehearsal? I haven't, no. Um, One of the uh, the, the first episodes is a, about a, a guy who has been telling his friends that he plays like bar trivia with that he has a master's degree, but he doesn't have a master's degree. And so the rehearsal is him confessing to his friend that he doesn't have this master's degree. I And that's exactly what this is. <laughs> what the scenario, is it's it the is, same, same yeah, scenario. same scenario. Yeah. Patrick, I cannot... Uh, t- like not take-home food I don't like. So you think I can stomach uh, the rehearsal? <laughs> Give we're, me hives. Okay, we're very similar in a lot of ways. I love the <laughs> rehearsal. Makes me too uncomfortable. No <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, sign up for the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program. Here's another thing you can do. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere that you get your podcast. We appreciate it so much when people uh, review us, rate us, share the show in any way that you can if you rate us on the us apple podcast store we can see it and we will give you a shout out on the show if you review us anywhere else we can't see it but we still want to acknowledge it so please send us an email hit us up on twitter let us know uh reviews really help people find the show it boosts our ranking on like different podcast apps patrick and i love reading them so thank you so much to everybody who has written us yes and also uh you should get in our discord because that is a fun place where people are having nice conversations about Nintendo all the time. People are getting together to play games together. Um, you know, with uh, Splatoon three coming out, I'm sure we're going to be partying up on there um, uh, with the new Mario Kart tracks, uh, people playing on there. Um, it's a good time. Um, so get in there. You can uh, email us at Nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com or, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter uh, and ask for an invite and we will happily Uh, guide you into the Discord. And finally, we are going to, in just a few weeks, we're going to be ranking the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tracks, the Contiguous 48, the original 48. (laughs) That's right. Uh, But we can't do it alone. We need your help. Here's the thing. We refuse to do it alone. (laughs) That's right. It's not (laughs) that we can't. Right. Also, we can't, but we refuse to even try. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So, we would love for you to write in with your favorite tracks, your least favorite tracks, just little details within tracks that you like mm-hmm. um then make a track special to you. But get help us like form our opinions about the 48 contiguous Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tracks. <laughs> but do it by August 19th. That is the deadline. That is this Friday. Just a few precious days away at yes. this point. Uh, and so, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can email us. Uh, you can uh, express this in the Discord. I just created a sub channel now for a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe track discussion. Um, so, get in there. I want everyone's opinion. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much to everybody who has written mm-hmm. in or participated in some form or another. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun episode. I think it's going to be two really fun episodes. All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. <laughs> I of course have been playing some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mm. Um going through Cramming refreshing, a little? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Refreshing my memory. Yeah. Um some tracks honestly that I thought I remembered not liking, uh I have a higher esteem for now. Some tracks that I was really high on, I'm a little more neutral. Oh. So it's been are interesting you, to go back. Are you taking notes? I am actually taking Whoa, notes. Whoa, I got to yeah. step up my game. <laughs> no, no. I've just been going track by track and I was initially playing them um not online but just in like the grand prix yeah and but i started doing it and this is my recommendation to you if you do this exercise is to play it in time trials because without the chaos of all like the items and all the other drivers it's a lot easier to focus on the track everything that's there yeah Yeah. and so yeah um i mean i end up playing so much mario kart uh in two player local because sarah and i like to play together um but you see so much more of the track when you're playing it all by yourself, right? Like, then you also get the whole thing at 60 frames per second um, and just have a wider field of view. So maybe I should spend some time doing that too. Really, like, get a sense for what's going on. Also, so- like, engage the time trial mode for the first time ever. <laughs> um, there's So in time trial mode, you know, you can play against ghosts um, mm-hmm. that people have uploaded online. And there's one person on the excite bike track that i have spent so much time trying to beat cuz they're on a bike and i just cannot figure out how they're doing what they're doing right well is it well so this this is odd right cuz excite bike is different every time um like it randomly it shuffles the 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 hazards on the track does it yeah yeah dude um it's it's well, it's maybe... never the same layout so mm, like i don't think that's true in time trials at least well, so that was my question is yeah. uh, what is it that does in, in time trials? Does it just like pick one and like lay it out? It must. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I have driven that track. Oh, and maybe it's different from ghost to ghost. I guess that could be true as well. Space Ghost. <laughs> ghost to ghost. <laughs> but um, I think that everybody in Excite Bike, whenever you're playing that in time trials, it's always. The same track. I didn't even have a joke there. I just said space <laughs> ghost goes to ghost. It's fun to remember. It is fun to remember things. Um. Yeah. This week was a little bit of a grab bag for me. So uh, I also last week we talked about I haven't played the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion. Of yes. course, it's free if you're a Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. Subscriber, which I am, and so a couple of people on the Discord were recommending that I check it out. My big worry going into the Octo expansion, what I had heard about it is that it's like really difficult, Mm -hmm. and I was not excited for that. And I'm here to tell you, it is for me way too difficult. Isn't it tough? I find it really hard. There, like you can usually get to the end of the challenges, but then you're like, oh, I scored terribly. (laughs) Like I I technically made it through but like you need to do uh well enough to like get the I, I, I it's been years since I played it but like enough points to like get medallions or whatever it yeah, is Yeah. so to, basically to the way it works is that you have a set no, you have like a p- number of points at the beginning it starts off with like 1500 or something like that and each of these challenges they cost a certain amount of points mm-hmm. and so to every time you attempt it it's like 200 of these points 500 of these points whatever the challenge is and then the challenge is like a really restrictive usually like obstacle course so one of them was you have a tiny amount of ink and you have to make it to the end of the obstacle course by like doing that and there are and then at the end if you're successful uh you get this little like cake that almost looks like one of those erasers you would get in school that are like in the shape Mm -hmm. of something and uh it unlocks another like station in the subway line that you're doing or just like the next challenge and so and there's like four i can't remember what they're called but like bigger things that you're trying to get that are scattered throughout the subway station so you have to unlock a lot of them and the framing device is fun uh some of the challenges are fun but some of them are just like too hard for me yeah just like too technical right especially if you can't like (laughs) grind on them to just like because it costs you points every time you attempt it. exactly yeah so it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just that I'm not skilled enough to do it. And so yeah. I really quickly ran into a wall. And if you fail like two times, they'll let you skip it. But that doesn't really feel that fun to me either. No, no. To fail and then skip. So I think Octo Expansion, cool but not for me, is where I'm putting that. Very good. And we'll have a new Splatoon game shortly. For you, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you, did you... How far into... I mean, you said it's been a couple of years, but... You know, I am getting caught up on, like, the single-player story of Splatoon before the third one. And does Octo Expansion play into that at all? Because it almost feels—so far, it feels, like, separate from the other stuff that's going on. I mean, if you ask me what the stories of any of the (laughs) Splatoon games are— I that's super fair. I don't don't know them. Like, someone or something is missing and or in danger. (laughs) And you fight like tentacles with faces on them. Like yep. that's 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 the most of it that I that I can remember. Fair enough. I think uh, it's not that I don't care for the the lore in Splatoon. Um, well, maybe it, maybe that is what it is. That like I don't really care about the the lore. I just like the world, right? Like as as an aesthetic exercise, I think it's awesome. Um, and with like the mysterious like. Where are the humans? What what like what happened to the world is an interesting question. I don't really care about the answer. Yeah, I I am with you. I think the lore of Splatoon I'm super interested in. The plot is yeah. not of the single player campaigns, has like, not been like super interesting. It's like a reverse Game of Thrones. <laughs> where the lore you're like, Yeah, yeah, children of the forest, whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. Right, right. Who cares? I wanna get back to Ned Stark. Yeah. He's a good man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, next game. yeah, cause I, I really by the way, I haven't played anything. yeah, between, yeah so that's I, fine. I love this. thank you. <laughs> I'm just gonna filibuster the yes. what what are you playing segment? And when you are done, it will come to a vote. <laughs> <laughs> um so I played that for a little bit this weekend, and but I realized I hadn't finished Portal. So I went back and finished Portal, mm. which, again, with like my entire playthrough with portal, don't really know what more needs to be said about it other than I really enjoyed the experience. Yeah. and I still want you and I to play through the co op in Portal Two. I think yes. that'd be super fun. Yes, uh, yeah, let's do that this weekend. Yeah. Like it's 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 so good. Um, that that boss fight at the end of Portal, um, is so fun and funny and like, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 re- the 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 uh, weird little things that the various cores say as you're like dragging them to the furnace to like throw them in there and burn them up. Amazing, and it's also just a really f- like it feels like a great summation of the game like everything you have yep. kind of like learned about the physics of portal are yes. put to good use there um yeah so I thought that was a lot of fun and I'm excited to play portal too okay so I went back to live alive live alive because I am close to finishing him I'm in the final chapter but I hadn't made any forward progress and I, I don't know that I'm going to because I got back into it Uh, This was my fear, was that you weren't going to dig the the final section of the game. And based on, like, your experience with it, I would love to experience it, but I cannot get past the grindy nature of the random encounters. Yes. It's just too much for me. Like, I have reached my limit with that mechanic in the game, and so it's just like, I don't know that I'm ever going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing I am kind of curious to do is there are kind of... There, my understanding is there's multiple endings you can get within the final chapter. But if you choose one specific character, your experience is very different, right? From well, the other ones. Yeah. So there, there are my understanding again, um, is that there are five different endings, and you can get three of them by the thing where you select any of the characters from the first seven chapters to to lead you through to the end. And the the difference, the difference in like those three endings that you can access there is like. Right at the very end of the game, like, you you die fighting the boss, you survive fighting the boss, uh, and you murder him, or you die fighting the boss, and you spare him. Mm. Um, and so th- those are, like, the three endings, all requiring you to, like, get to the boss and be fighting him. Um, but, yeah, it's those other two endings uh, that are sort of led from... Another perspective that I'm, I'm very interested in and I haven't gone back to and yet. And so, that's the one that I might do because my understanding is that it's a very different experience and a lot shorter. Mm. And so, I... And that was... Once I finished that character's chapter, I was like, oh, I am super interested to see what happens yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I want to follow that character. And so, maybe I'll play that one. But the regular ending, I just... Don't have the patience for it right now. Um, we're being so good about not dropping spoilers here. I think we're doing a really good job. Well, uh, we we're know talking that, about it. We but, know yeah. that there are a few people uh, mm-hmm. who listen to the show that are playing and are members of the Discord who are playing it right now. So don't want to give too much away. That's right. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't. If d- you would like to listen to us give too much away, uh, go listen to the episode of the uh, Geekverse Sidequest, uh podcast that we were uh, just on. We talked all about Live Alive from beginning to end, chapter by chapter, everything that's there. And then finally, last week on YouTube, Nintendo posted the, or maybe the Kirby channel. I can't remember. The Kirby 30th anniversary live concert that was held in Japan. And I, it's difficult for me to express how much joy this brought me (laughs) at the end of a like kind of difficult week. Uh, it It made me feel so good. It's extremely adorable. The musicians are amazing. It is so much fun to hear some of this Kirby music like fully orchestrated, especially from like older games, the voice of Kirby comes out and she mm-hmm. like says a few things. And then I think she sings the song from Kirby in the forgotten land at the very end. Um, It's just like the one that's like the perfect strangers thing. Yeah, exactly. They gave everybody and it's this enormous auditorium. They gave yeah. everybody in attendance, these like glow sticks and they'll do these camera views where they are like everybody's, moving it in rhythm to the music. There's like kids there. It just seems like it's such a delightful yeah. experience. It brought me so much joy. It is a great thing to just put on in the background. It's long. Uh it's maybe like an hour and a half and there are a lot of segments where people are just speaking in Japanese that you can like skip through. Right. But the music itself and just or like Or listen patiently or and listen respectfully, patiently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the it just the it just seemed like so much fun. And I'm really glad that they posted on YouTube. I would recommend people check it out. And th- I think the last time they did one, like the twentieth anniversary or twenty fifth anniversary or something, it was this only- is the one where KK slider opened for him. No, that was I think um or that was that a was Splatoon the Splatoon concert. D- concert. yeah yeah, but I think they only keep them up for like a year or so, so it won't be around on YouTube or at least in this original oh. upload forever. but it's worth checking out definitely. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet. Uh, all I saw was one clip that was being like passed around Twitter um where, the voice of Kirby says some Kirby things. And then the voice of DDD, um, like, does a little, like, wah, wah, and like, makes some DDD noises. Um, and the clip was accompanied by the, the the person who posted it being like, oh, my God, that sound just came out of his mouth. Um, and it seemed like a really normal sound to come out of, like, a human being's mouth. Ma- like, it didn't seem that strange to me. I was like, And I like I went through, like, the, the comments to be like, "Who's are, is everyone, like, this is incredible? And everyone was like, this is incredible. And I was like, what have I... What am I missing? <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't, you know, like sometimes you'll see a voice actor like do the voice of the kid. Like you see Dan Castellaneta do Homer and it's like, wow, that's transformational. Like what is, how is he doing that? Um, or like uh, Nancy Car- doing Bart or Tom Kenny doing SpongeBob or whatever. Um, and it's just like, this wasn't that. I like it. I, I was baffled. I mean, great great for everyone. I didn't get it. Oh, one more one more thing I'll say about yeah. it is normally when I watch anything on YouTube that has a live chat, I will close it immediately. Smart. But with this, they have a live chat. A lot of it is in Japanese, some of it is in English, but it is so wholesome uh-huh. and adorable that everybody it every it it was just it's such a great experience. I yeah. cannot recommend the Korea 30th anniversary concert enough. That's nice that the like toxicity of like all fandoms hasn't reached Kirby. No, seemingly people were just delighted that it was e- existing. Like when a theme from a specific game would come up, like the chat would just go crazy. Canvas Curse, <laughs> exactly. When Squeak Squad showed up, <laughs> there it people lost their minds. Right, right, right. Uh, it's just it's it's just so good. Can't recommend it enough. I gotta say, I don't think there was any piece of music defended as vigorously as the uh, tracks from Squeak Squad uh that were emailed to us when we did our uh our, our Nintendo right. music tournament yeah and like we this was pre-kirby month for us so we didn't know like no. anything um and we we're like okay this guy really likes squeak squad i don't know um i I, and I still can't say that i get it but i get it now you know what i'm saying i totally get it all right mark that's what we've been playing this week let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week Got a few things of interest this week. Yeah. Thursday se- is seemingly when everything that was introduced in an uh, Indie World Showcase is all dropping at the same time. But first... But first. Today, Blossom Tales 2 The Minotaur Prince is released on the Switch eShop. And Patrick, you played the first game and liked it. I did. I, I liked the-, the first game a lot. It was uh, sort of a um, Link's Awakening by way of... Um, like, But with more of a Super Nintendo kind of feel to it. Um not link to the past, <laughs> I understand, uh, but like it, it felt more like Link's Awakening. But it was very cool in that it was all presented as a storybook, right? Um, or as a story that like a grandfather is telling his, his grandkids. Um, so details of the story would change based on like their requests so like it'd be like oh and then she was attacked by an alligator and one of the kids is like oh no that's too scary and grandma's like oh well what's what's not scary and they're like uh puppy and it was like okay oh, and then you have cute. to like fight a puppy um so like it's really cute adorable stuff uh if it's anything like the first one um then i'm i'm totally in and then on wednesday august 17th kirby's dream buffet oh my god is released and i'm excited for this one there was a trailer last week with the release date and it just looks like it could be a lot of fun, and looks very much like it is four-player Kirby Fall Guys, right? Like, yeah. um, and Fall Guys is a fun like game concept, um, and you know I liked what I played of it, uh, but you know just kind of like drifted away from it, partially because it was on like the machine I don't play all the time, um, and I think I think Kirby's Dream Buffet is going to be a lot of fun to mess around with. Yeah, fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. St- it seems like you can play with friends online, but it's. Ooh, I would still hope seems so like entirely. I would hope that it's, it's kind of easy to to party up. But great point. There's no no proof of that yet. Yeah, I can't remember if they said that in the trailer or not. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it it'll it looks like it'll be really cute. Right, and just uh, again to underline that, unlike Fall Guys, it's not the like you know, thirty-five players or whatever it is. It's four human players and then like a bunch of CPU controlled waddle Ds. And I don't even know. If the, I don't courses. even know if this those Waddle Ds like are anything more than just obstacles. Sure. Yeah. Like because it if looks like it is ju- yeah, them, yeah, it looks like it is just the curb like those yeah, that's four curries that are like competing. But it looks fun. It looks mm-hmm. cute. And then like you said, Thursday, we're getting three games that were featured in Indie World Showcase. I remember so We Are OFK is one of them. It's like yep. the story-based game that is about a fictional slash real band, real for this game. Don't ask us to explain. Think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't in, know. <laughs> in downtown LA, like mm-hmm. music scene, like that sort of thing, which we saw at in any World Showcase. And then the other two, you're going to have to remind me. Sure. So there's RPG Time, The Legend of White, which was, or the legend of Wright, um, which it, uh, was the one where it's like uh, an RPG scrawled in like the pages of a notebook, and every time you turn the page, it's like a different game style. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then Curse to Golf um, was a golf game, like a side-scrolling uh, like uh, fantasy golf game. With, I mean, I guess that's basically it. It's a side-scrolling like fantasy golf game. Awesome. And then on Friday, we just got word that Wave Ray sixty four is being added to the Nintendo 64 Nintendo switch online in the, in North America anyways, mm-hmm. um, which I honestly have not really played this game before. I remember dabbling with it, dude. not, I, we never owned it, dude. Yeah. I love Waveray 64. Um, I mean, it was probably the, the second game that I got for this. Like, I'm just trying to think now, like obviously Mario 64 was first, um, and then I think probably Wave Race 64 was Not Pilot Wing 64? No. Well, you know the story I when do know they, the yes. story, yeah. <laughs> that I uh, they they tried to sell me Pilot Wing 64 at Target on the uh, the first day that the Nintendo 64 was available and I was like, open the other box. You have Mario 64, you simply must. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, I was recently talking to a friend of the show, Connor McCabe, um, about when is Donkey Kong 64 going to come to the service? And I was like, you know, we, they've got a lot of the heavy hitters out, out there already like it could be coming up. Um coming up it could be uh but I forgot like we still got Waverace 64 we still got Pilot Wing 64 I think there's probably a lot of not that these are bad games uh but just like not immediately exciting games that will come before Donkey Kong. Do you know what I'm hoping we get uh, is that the Castlevania game for 64. Ooh, you because think so? I I I would be interested like I think I know it has a mixed reputation. Um, it's mostly a bad reputation <laughs> i think mixed is being generous but i would i've never played it and i would be really curious to play it um i remember renting it one weekend and being so disappointed with it yeah because when but like now like when it's on one of these services it feels like the stakes are so low yeah you know that it would be cool cool curiosity but i'm excited for wave Race 64 i know it mostly from its soundtrack it has like a really cool ripping like, soundtrack uh-huh, yeah similar to like the pilot wings kind of like um energetic jazz thing going for it yeah i mean it, it's uh, it's gotta it's like that mixed with like extreme sports kind of right like there's there's a little bit of a like distorted edge to it or like a little bit of a punk rock kind of thing to it um it did a very little bit of a punk rock thing to it uh but yeah i i love way very 64 they're you know just watching the uh little trailer that uh came with the, the tweet today um First of all, was, you know, reminded of that that excellent score. Um, And then just, like, the different game modes, right? That there are, like, races around um, these, like, watery areas where the water is, like, raising and and lowering. And so you have access to different um, paths and, like, shortcuts and stuff. But also there's just, like, a a free... what do you call it? If I was free drive, free swim, free uh, whatever it is. You're riding around and like doing tricks and stuff, and scoring points by like doing flips and like riding on the like wrong side of the uh, uh of of the thing and like it just like I could feel my fingers like tightening up to like push the buttons I would need to push to do those tricks. Um, and it's just like oh oh man like this is gonna be a a time travel experience for me like i'm gonna be catapulted back to 1996 playing this game i'm so excited also cool that they have kept up the monthly cadence is that yeah, right yeah like every month there's I, been there. i was trying to remember what july's was oh it was um, it was pokemon, pokemon puzzle, puzzle league. league yeah and then yeah. pokemon snap the month before that's right so yeah and then majora's mask before that like it's they're, they're doing uh, like they're adding good stuff and fun that they're keeping up with the yeah. monthly releases yeah. um it would be nice if they could drop two at a time I think Donkey Kong uh, Donkey Kong 64 is gonna be towards the end. I think they know, you yeah, know, that it's like a biggie, mm-hmm. and I think I think we'll wait a while. Do you think there's ever a world where we get um, Diddy Kong Racing, or is there too much rare in that? I yeah, because that, banjo, that's actually a good question. Banjo's a character, and Conker is a character. Maybe the when the when we get DS games in some form Ooh. that they'll get, we get the, the DS version we of it. We get the DS version. Cause they removed a lot of that, right? They removed all of it, but they also added these like weird touchscreen like start mechanics that would not be that. I, I, yeah, mean, it, I don't know. So maybe, so maybe no, maybe no, but also I guess I feel but like also maybe, never say it, never. Cause Banjo is on the, the service, right? I don't expect to see like uh Banjo 2E or, Conquer bad for a um, day. Conquer bad for a day, um, but man, that would be cool. It would be so cool if those were on there. Yeah, especially Conquer. I never played Conquer. I've never played it either. I never played Banjo 2 either, but it's just another <laughs> Banjo game. So, um, all right, uh, Mark. Those are the new releases. Let's close this segment out. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for four thirty-three. 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433 where a performer or a group of performers did not play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance, 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, we got nowhere in this uh, conversation about ranking the rides at Disney's California Adventure. Um, so I think we just need to pick that up where we left off. Okay, you're right. Uh No job left undone. That's right. So what we were doing was just kind of going through them and giving them a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs neutral, if I either didn't feel very much about it or uh, didn't know it at all. Right. And I know last time we didn't make it that far. And so we're trying to be really on topic here. But I feel like. For people who didn't last week, I'm just going to quickly sure. run us down the yeah. rides that we already talked about. Right. So, Red Card Trolley, two up. thumbs up. Two thumbs up, yep. Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the Rescue. Neutral and up. Um, Grizzly River Run. Up and up. Soaring Around the World. Up and up. Goofy Sky School. Neutral and down. Uh, silly Symphony Swings. Up and up. Jump and Jellyfifth. Down and down. G- Jellyfifth? Gold- jellyfish. Uh, golden, <laughs> is it? Zephyr. How would you- Zephyr. Zephyr. Yeah. Zephyr. Like uh, that Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Oh sure, down and down. <laughs> down and down. Uh, the Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure, up and up, even though it ends too abruptly. Uh, Radiator Springs Racer, up and up. Luigi's Rock and Roll. I gave it neutral. You gave it up. <laughs> Rollican Roadsters, Rollican Roadsters. Rollickin Roadsters. And then, okay, that brings us to new attractions. Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. So uh, again, this must be another one in uh, Cars, Cars Land. land. Uh huh. Um, I don't much care for Mater. But I don't know this ride. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like one of those. Imagine it like teacups. Okay, but there's three different turntables, and your car is slight is going from turntable to turntable, oh. and so it kind of mixes you up that way. But then you're on this um, pivot point at the end of a tractor, so when you're making a turn, it kind of like whips you around. Oh, so it's actually I'm gonna give this. I'm one gonna an give up. it an up. Yeah, I've, I've never been on this ride, but let's give it an up, up. Okay. Um, there, there's a teacups ride at Six Flags Great America that, that's called Chabasco. I don't know why it's called that. I love that. Wait, isn't that the. Uh, isn't that what. Oh, darn. I was going to. I can't recall the character's name. Young. Oh, Sheldon. Isn't that. Oh. Wasn't, I, this was the joke. I was yeah. going to say, isn't that Sheldon's catchphrase? Oh, is Chabasco? <laughs> <laughs> what does he actually say? A bazinga. Uh, Pixar Palaround. This is. A confusingly named ride because mm-hmm. Pixar Pier is a mess. I said it. It it wow. has a. It's a big Ferris wheel with Mickey Mouse on the front because. Does it still have Mickey Mouse on the front? Yeah, but it's Pixar. That's a mistake. Yes. Who car- should who should be there? Let's let's plus it up. I'm giving it a thumbs down, but let's <laughs> let's let's plus it up here. Um, I mean, who who is the Pixar? I mean, I guess it's what Luxo the lamp? Yeah, I guess that's no good. No. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, That's why I guess they didn't even bother to try to solve it. But uh, one thing I like about this is it is a Ferris wheel, but it has within every other car um, is on a track. So it like swings and rolls freely as you're going around. So it Uh. gives a little bit more of a thrill factor. There hasn't been one of those for like a hundred years before they built this. So I'm going to give it an up, even though it is poorly and confusingly named. Okay. I've still given it a down. And that may be our first down up, by the way. I, I think it might be. So, up next is the Incredicoaster, which used to be California Screamin'. It's a great roller coaster, um, but has like a really fun launch at the beginning. The whole thing is great, but they made it Incredibles themed. And don't try to tell a story on a roller coaster; it doesn't work. It's confusing. Oh, I think they do a good job. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a more effective story than any of the versions of Space Mountain. Well, yeah, because they're not trying to tell. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they do in like Ghost Galaxy. Which and is, in uh, hyperspace in Hyper mountain. mountain yeah you're right you're, yeah, right, you're right two different stories I'm, there. Still, I'm still giving it up an up because okay, cuz uh, it's just a great a coaster. coaster yeah yeah, yeah. uh Jesse's Critic carousel uh neutral like i really what have no it, it's opinion. a carousel it's just a carousel yeah nu- neutral i, I ha- like i have no opinion i'm never going to ride it, it but like i get why it's there yeah toy yeah. story midway midway mania i don't care for these kinds of rides where like you got to shoot stuff I think like this one. is Someone in your party is competitive. <laughs> part do you know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is that a down from you? It's it's a neutral. It's a neutral for okay. me. Okay. Um. Uh, I'm, and an up for you? Yeah. That's kay. an up for me. Uh, inside Out emotional whirlwind. <laughs> I don't know what that is. There's no reason you should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember a th- like before they built Avengers Campus, there was a Bugs Land. Okay. And it had a bunch of, like, kids' rides. Yeah. And this is one of those that they just moved to Paradise Pier when the Avengers oh. moved in. So you sit in, like, little... When the Avengers <laughs> moved in. So you, mo- you S- sit on, like... Scott l- Lang just, like, moving a couch in. <laughs> little <laughs> baskets. And, you know, just br- uh, brings you up in a circle and spins you around. So I'm fine with it, you know. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm going to give let's it an go, up. Let's go up, up. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I give this a solid up. Uh, Sarah cannot deal with it. It's, I love it. It's too aggressive. I was sad when the, we lost, like the Twilight Zone thing, but I think the game is more fun. Oh no! I can't oh, believe. Oh God! It. We'll f- all right, we're just gonna we're gonna muscle through because I've never been on this one, so it'll be yeah. short. Web slinger is a Spider-Man adventure. Yeah, I don't know. Neutral. 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 Um, all right, great. Uh, so we, we're never gonna get to ranking these things, but we were accompanied today by an ensemble at the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix, Arizona. Mark, let's get into the news. Go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. So last week, of course, was the big Splatoon 3 blowout. But even after all of that, 30 minutes of pure, unadulterated information, there is yet mm-hmm. more to know about Splatoon 3. After the ink had settled. That's right. Mm-hmm. They, dried? The ink had dried? The ink had That's dried. They, maybe too far away from the original <laughs> saying to, to be intuitive what I'm doing. They posted. There's a new Splatoon 3 website that has a ton of more detail um and so these are some of the highlights i think from that new information Mm -hmm. if you have splatoon 2 save data when you start up splatoon 3 you get some bonuses so you get three golden gold sheldon licenses and those are different from young sheldon licenses (laughs) that's right um chabasco to help you access weapons earlier regardless of your player level Okay, that's that's fun. Uh, anarchy battles are available immediately. You don't have to level up to unlock them. Mm-hmm. You start with a higher rank, depending on your level in Splatoon 2. It's not clear to me if it's a one-for-one. One Jeez, I hope it's or not. Or if there's just some sort of like tier system. Because there are some people that are in that, like, you know... Me playing Tetris 99 level, right? Like, oh, that's true. People yeah. at scary high levels, uh, and I don't. I, I want. I want those people to be knocked back down with the rest of us plebes. Well, do you? Because no matchmaking. <laughs> matchmaking. If you have Splatoon to save data, matchmaking will place you with players of a similar level from Splatoon oh. Two. So I think we do want those people yeah, to live in their own world and probably just like right. fight amongst each other. Yeah, and uh, leave me to my own devices. Yeah. yeah. So that that's neat. I I like the sort of continuity here cuz there wasn't really any how could there be right. from Splatoon 1 to Splatoon 2. Um it's nice that they're sort of like keeping that alive. I like here. it too and I like it that like if you've played Splatoon 2, they don't really it seems like a little bit of, like, not having to ease you into Splatoon 3. It's like, sure, go do ranked battles. You yeah, know? like you know what Splatoon is. You know the is. mechanics. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a smart decision. Well, and all those game types that are in Anarchy, in the Anarchy battles, are all types that have been in Splatoon 2 before. So, like, you don't need an introduction to any of this stuff. Like, you can just hit the ground running. Yeah. Also, online Splatoon 3 data like your player level and gear works with the Nintendo Switch Online's save data cloud backup feature. So you so this is new, Splatoon 3 did not do that. That's this. huge. This is all your information, like your play information is now st- can be stored in the cloud if you're a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber, which means it opens up the possibility for you to play split tune three on multiple switches. If you have multiple switches. Right. Or even if you lose a switch or it gets broken or something that you can carry your progress forward. And I like that they have gotten over whatever the hangup was of like, you don't want there to be like an unfair competitive advantage for people that like cheat the system, which like I, I kind of get that, but also like if someone levels up in a way that like doesn't actually match their skill, it doesn't really matter. Like, they just have access to more weapons, not necessarily better weapons, right? Yeah, right. I also wonder if maybe whatever loophole they were worried about, they were able to close? Did they patched it or up? Or something like yeah, that? I don't, I don't know. Also, we were a little bit confused about grouping with friends. I found the the direct, what they were talking about in it, a little bit confusing. Yes. You know, we don't even need to qualify it. Like, it was confusing. They They... Seemingly express the same thing three times, three different ways, as though it was three different features. But Are they? But the website, I think, is pretty clarifying. So they talk about two methods for grouping with friends being available at launch. So the first one is that someone creates a group that other players can join. So it's pretty standard. Mm -hmm. You open up a room, and up to four of your friends can join it, and you will end up on the same team. Which if is you good. If join this way, yep. Uh, well, which is not always the case uh, in Splatoon 2, that you could party up with your friends and then go out into the world and you're sort of random whether you're going to be on a team with your friends or not. And is only true seemingly in Splatoon 3 if you do it that way. Okay. Uh, one th- kind of nice thing about this is up to four like friends can join, but if you only have three of you or two of you, then they'll just put in two random people into the group. So you're still able to play if you don't have the full squad of four. The second way of grouping with friends is if you're playing, Patrick, mm-hmm. and I see your ghost in, like, the waiting area and the test range, I see your ghost and I can join your group. Like, I can join your, like, match or whatever you want to call it, but I won't be able to play until somebody drops out. So, um. but in this version... I'm not guaranteed to be on your team, so I'm like observing it, your experience. It, yes. And somebody from your opposing team drops out. I could, I'll, I'll probably just get put on that team. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So those are seemingly the two ones that will be available at that, launch. That that is clarifying and like helpful, and like I, I I like I like the distinction there that you have a little bit of agency in as to whether you are just like kind of joining up passively as like, well, whatever, as long as we're like sort of in the same experience together, it'll be okay. Versus like we're on the same team. We're going out here to do this together. Yeah. And then a third way will be coming in a future update, which allows for keywords. And basically you create or somebody creates a keyword. So like our show could have the keyword NCS or an intent NIN Card society or whatever. And you enter that keyword into like the kiosk and you are able to interact with everybody else who has entered that same oh, keyword. Oh cool. And they are saying that if too many people have that keyword, like are using that keyword, you won't be guaranteed to see all of them. Sure, because I'm it'll probably have to be broken up onto different servers, but I think that's such a fun way to manage community, right? Yeah, totally. Like, I don't necessarily have all the friend code of people who, share a similar interest or in the Star Wars discord I'm in. Right. But but you can just do like Star Wars. Yeah. It's a way of like exploring uh, It's using metadata basically. Right. It's it's a hashtag. Um, that's very cool. Yeah. I think that's a really fun idea. So that will be something that will be fun for us to do as yep. a community. League battles will have special modes sometimes. That's okay. all it says. Okay. No details. <laughs> all right. Uh, but got to say, there is something we, we complained a little bit last week about how like the in-universe voice of uh, everything around Splatoon 3 sometimes makes makes it hard to like parse uh, what things mean. Um, but the like infrequency of things happening or things happening like sometimes, uh, I'm never going to get sick of that. <laughs> like it's, it's so cryptic. I love it. Like what is it called? Big wave? Big or yeah, or big run. Uh, something like something that. Like but that. in the new salmon run mode where they yeah. invade... The city, but it just happens sometimes. Maybe what a couple months? Well, yeah, we don't know. We don't know, I love but it. it is fun. We got a little more details on the mechanics exactly of how Splatfests work. So, Splatfests are, of course, different this year. They are 48 hours, or this game, they're 48 hours instead of the previous 24. They have this new tricolor turf war. But, yeah, just some additional details here. So, Were they only 24 hours they before? They were before, yeah. Oh, wow. I thought they were all weekend. Mm-mm. Hmm. So, Splatfest sneak peek is a new thing. So, once Splatfests are announced, between then and the the Splatfest actually starting, this sneak peek is happening. So, you choose your team, and before the Splatfest begins, you, can, you are competing in Turf Wars, and you can earn conch shells by playing, and how many like conch shells a team wins during the sneak peek contributes to the final winner. Exactly. Yep. Um, that's interesting. I, I do remember that you were picking your team like a week in advance before. Um, so you could like get the shirt or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that's cool. That's yeah, that's a fun addition. Um, so again, Splatfest are 48 hours now and they're divided into two days. So the first day, Is all turf war. So just regular turf war um, where it's team competing against team. And then the second day after they kind of announced the midway results is the tricolor turf war where all three teams are competing against each other. And that wasn't super clear to me because it wasn't clear if like the winning team or the team that's in the lead right now, there's four of them and they're in the middle of the map. Yeah. And then the two other teams. There's two people from each that are on the opposite sides of the map. And it wasn't clear if they were both ganging up against that, like, team in the lead, but they're not. It's every team for itself. Yeah, so it is still, like, two on two on four. It is, yeah. So, like, the, the team in first place has, like, some kind of advantage, but they have the disadvantage of being placed, like, in the middle of the map from the start. So, like, it has got to be harder to, like, figure out which way to move. But, like, if you're... I don't know, if you're united against two players, like, they're going to crush them, right? Right. Yeah. It'll, it, it'll, it'll, be, inter- it'll be very interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. And then finally, we have more details on how the winner is calculated for <laughs> Splatfest. <laughs> so the team that gets the most votes uh-huh. gets 10 points. Uh, the, the team that has the most conch shells during Sneak Peek gets 10 points. Individual clout from Splatfest battles, uh, the open ones, and Tricolor Turf War are worth 15 points. And then individual clout from the pro Splatfest battles are 10 points. What does individual clout mean? I think it just means, you know, how like when you're um, playing Mm -hmm. in these matches and in Splatoon 2, you know, you have a level within the Splatfest, right? You're like Splatfest. Yeah, that's right. you know, like queen or like whatever. Right, like that you would be like a peanut butter so, uh, king or whatever. So I think it's those points are, cl- mm. are considered clout, but I could be wrong. And if somebody can correct me, that would be awesome. Yeah, no, that that makes sense to me. Uh, that's uh, interesting to see like another like dimension of this sort of being laid in. Especially because I don't know that I could ever really tell you exactly how the Splatfest and Splatoon oh, no. 2 were No, definitely determined. not. I mean, I'm still not really sure what the difference between uh, Splatfest Battle Open and Splatfest Battle Pro is. What's that? What is that? Aren't they pro, pro just the higher level players? I, I think there are two different types of uh, two different like options, aren't they? Yeah, but what's the difference? Yeah, maybe just higher, le- higher yeah, level I, players. I don't, I don't know. Salmon Run is also getting some updates. We talked about last week. The Salmon Run now will be available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, no longer locked behind a specific schedule. But uh they didn't talk about this in the direct but Grizzco has its own test range lobby as well so salmon run has its own lobby like turf war does oh so that's you can, great so you can see that's ghosts great. and like all yeah. that kind of stuff um matchmaking seemingly works very similar i gotta so. say it's a little disappointing that they don't that there's no like common lobby between them that you could like hop into it and be like oh i can see that these people are playing uh salmon run these people are playing turf war and like decide what you want to do based right. on that but this is still cool yeah Uh, Yeah, I like that they're including that for both uh, types of combat. Fish scales are a new currency earned by damaging the King Salmonid in the extra wave. Mm. So they talked about in the direct, there's this new fourth wave that can sometimes happen in Salmon Run. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) another. That uh, it triggers and there's this new giant Salmonid that you are just trying to do damage to. And the and more you attack it with eggs. yeah. The, and so the more damage you do, seemingly, the more fish scales you can earn. And you can exchange these these fish scales for splash tag designs for items for your locker, but also new outfits in salmon runs. so you can customize your outfit, oh. which you couldn't do before. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I like, I like how breath of the wild this is like it's turning the king salmonids into the dragons from breath of the wild oh yes where you're just kind of chiseling off pieces like a little bit of their horn so you can make like better boots or something um this is very cool also one thing that wasn't clear in the direct but is good to know is that if you fail the extra wave you don't lose so once you get past wave three, it's a success, and the this king salmonid is just bonus. Yeah. So, um, which is which is really nice because I it wasn't clear to me if it's like oh if you get this extra wave like right. you lose if you yeah don't no that defeat the, it. the thing that makes that extra nice is that like it means it's only exciting when the boss salmonid shows up right when the king salmonid shows up right you have up. nothing to lose you got nothing to lose and everything to gain fighting a giant fish monster yep. So uh, that's everything about Splatoon 3. Again, you know, like the more I learn about the game, the more excited I am to really dig into it. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's only a couple weeks away at this point. Um, September 9th. My God, it's so soon. Uh-huh. It's four weeks away. Yep. Great. Monday afternoon in Japan, a fire broke out at Nintendo's headquarters in Kyoto. Uh, ex- employees extinguished the flames, but fire trucks were sent to the scene some desks and chairs in a room on the third floor were reportedly burned, but all employees were safe. The cause is still under investigation, but it's thought to have been started by a device that was charging. Hmm. Here's what I think happened. I think remember how uh, there are those stories about the um, uh, the the guys that were making Star Fox and like Miyamoto would like visit them and just be like smoking like a chimney. I think that's always happening. I think he, M- Miyamoto hasn't quit. I think he hasn't quit. I think he just has to go into uh, different places to like sneak a smoke. <laughs> Started a fire. And it's like, uh, I don't know, something must have been charging. Miyamoto, will you ever learn? He will never learn, and we don't want him to. Uh, glad that everyone is okay, of course. Um, I. This seems like it's not that big a deal, right? No, like, no, no. I think if it wasn't happening at like Nintendo's headquarters... Right. That it would. it's a, We wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, right. Um, uh, or something very important was damaged, and we'll never see Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Remember that interview with uh, Nintendo President Shintaro Furukawa in the Japanese business newspaper Nikkei that we talked about last week? And it included an unsourced... Report that Nintendo had no plans to release new hardware this fiscal year. I remember this. Yeah. So that was based on the Japanese article, translations from the Japanese article. But in the official English translation, that information is not there. Vanished. Yes. Well, okay. So does that mean someone tried to like track down a source, couldn't do it, and was like, forget it. We can't print it. Or yeah, I have no idea. Or does it mean that... Because it was in the original japanese article it was not a quote from furukawa right and it was not like sourced really where this information right. was coming from it was just something that was seemingly included so maybe when they did the english translation they were like oh, we'll just take this out cuz yeah, there's cuz there's no evidence uh-huh. of this yeah so uh yeah i don't really know if there's anything to make of it i, I don't know that we were expecting no. new hardware before the end of the fiscal year well and also someone saying that Nintendo is not planning to release new hardware by such and such date is really just they are not ready to announce that they are going to announce it or that they are going to put something out by that that date that that's all it ever means is they're not ready to talk about it yet also in the interview Furukawa was asked if Nintendo was considering price increases to the Nintendo Switch products due to the rising costs of manufacturing and, you know, like microchips and all that kind of stuff. The Furukawa said, no. Uh, good. Good. I think it would be weird to raise the price of the Switch. Yeah, basically what he said is that, like, they don't want to price anybody out, but that also they make a... T- I mean, I'm totally paraphrasing, but they make a ton of money off of software. Right. Right. So yes. it's they're incentivized to get people into the ecosystem. Yeah, totally. The Switch has a... Way better attach rate than any Nintendo property or uh, hardware has had before this. So like, yeah, just get them into people's hands and they'll buy. There, I, just think of how many like must play first party Nintendo Switch games there are, right? Like, you can get one of these things and like l- be hat and f- fat and happy with it for months, yeah. years, and uh, you're paying. You're still to this day paying yeah. sixty dollars for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Right. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Plus, whatever you're going to pay for the uh, Nintendo Switch Online and the Expansion Pass. And if not the Expansion Pass, then for the the DLC to play the 48 additional tracks. So I think they're not worried about it. They're not worried about it. Finally, in an interview with Japanese magazine Nintendo Dream, the director of Kirby and the Forgotten Land and Kirby Star Allies, Shinya uh, Kumazaki, talked about how the two games are connected. And this is as translated by Nintendo Everything. And this was, I guess, a little bit surprising to me because I think of Star Allies as a very different experience. Right. As like an old-fashioned Kirby mm -hmm, game. mm -hmm. Than Forgotten Land. And so Nintendo Dream asked, first, can you talk to us about the thought process behind the creation of Kirby and the Forgotten Land? And Kumazaki said, quote, for the first fully 3D Kirby game, there were many challenges that need to be overcome. One of those was overcome in our previous Kirby, Star Allies, which had had been the culmination of a lot of hard work in 2D. And Nintendo Dream asked, the final battle there also had some 3D elements, right? Kumazaki said, yeah. Yeah, we thought of it as laying the groundwork for future works and we were sure that the next game would be 3D. The Kirby team, and particularly HAL Laboratory, considered Star Allies and Forgotten Land to be a single, large, connected project. No, come on. <laughs> but no, I don't. Seemingly, I, none of this is followed up on, and I have so many questions. Because, like, just no, right? Like, as, <laughs> as, 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 yes, there, there are 3D elements at the end of Kirby Star Allies, where you are um, like sort of circling around the boss in like a big 3D plane, um, and you know Kirby is in like a some sort of crazy vehicle but not that different from the end of planet robobot which is also remind me how the end of planet robobot works the same thing you're like flying you're in like a spaceship flying kind of like around yeah it's not 3d you can't like circle around it or anything but it's the same like battle setup yeah yeah you i mean and i suppose you are in a 3d space at the end of uh star allies but like it's almost a truer three D space than in um, Forgotten Land, right? Because Forgotten Land keeps that very like strict um, Super Mario three D world perspective, right? Where like there's no free roaming camera. You're never like you know, managing that camera um, or anything like that. Like you just sort of it's it's a uh, a side scroller with like depth of field to it. But right? that, yeah, I mean the the uh, conveyance is different for. Uh, the end of Star Allies, but it's kind of the same thing because you can't, like, fly around the I think the you, enemy, can you? I think you can. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Uh, but I think you're sort of, like, locked onto the enemy, right? Uh, like, hi. no no matter what he stays, like, in, you're, you're always, like, around the center that, that is the enemy, Um, which, like, that's more freedom than you got, like, driving the car in Forgotten Land. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I totally believe that uh, Kirby Star Allies was the culmination of a lot of hard work in 2D. I fully sure. believe that they knew the next one was going to be 3D, but I just have so many, like, there's so many tangling threads where yeah, he's I like, I don't buy it. Uh, uh, if they had done, like, a, uh, a uh, Kid Icarus game or a Star Fox game after that, then I would have been like, ah, okay, I understand. I see <laughs> how this became that. But, like, that's not what this is. I just feel like this interview, or at least the part that was translated, is not illuminating in how they were connected. Yes, you are correct. And th- not only is it not illuminating into how they're even tangentially connected, the fact that they consider them one large, single large connected project, that's insanity. Yeah, I need to drill down into that. Yeah, So I, look, everyone needs to learn to ask follow-up questions, okay? <laughs> this interview, you know, what's pro- the problem here, this interviewer not listening. <laughs> that's right, they just had their list of prepared questions. That's right. Um, all right, Mark, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or any place where you share stuff. We appreciate it tremendously when you do that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE. Mitchell And the show is at Nin Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo, and our theme music is provided by 8BitBetty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.